um, will be on often throughout the course of the week, throughout the course of the weeks rather, um, as an instruction from PT um, for all the heads to be speaking and um, digesting the word that we've heard over the last 20 days, um, bringing it to life and things of that tenor and nature. So um, I think what we will do is to go to an evening slot as opposed to um, a morning or afternoon, even though that shouldn't really matter. Everyone should be on as often as, as, as possible as they can because it's COVID time, right? People are still at home. They're still doing what they need to do. It's been a powerful time in the last 20 days or 20 plus days in the word and so much has been said, so much has been given to us, so much has been, um, uh, uh, we've been filled with so much word, so to speak. Um, and it's important that from that word, we pick up instructions on how we as a family, um, we as individuals move forward, begin to grow and begin to build. And I think that's where Pastor Dami um landed on when he began to give us a word charge yesterday he said it's now time to build um and then we've got instructions on what we're building now as families um and things like that so i think it's a great time for us to begin to look through the word and begin to understand some things in more detail begin to dissect um and make things become life to us a reality to us um, because the word must be tangible, we must feel it, we must know it, and we must experience it. And so, um, before I begin to get into my uh, what, what I'm going to share with you this evening or this afternoon, sorry, um, it's important that we do our customary greetings and stuff like that, and um, share one or two thoughts and this, that, and the other, and. Um, then I will get into what I'm going to say. So so that I know that you are with me again for the last time. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are hearing me well. I hope you are ready for another week or weeks of words still because the word doesn't stop. It continues. It grows um, and it gets stronger and stronger. So let's do the, our greetings one more time so that I know that you're with me. Um, yeah, good afternoon, Yatunde. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. I feel very far away because the periscope is set up in front of me so that we can see ourselves clearly and see, hear, hear, hear. Uh -huh. hear my ready. Good afternoon, Ma, with you here, Ma. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good afternoon, Minister Aisha. How are you feeling? You feeling better? Pastor Antonia, good afternoon, Ma. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Yes, Ma, ready, awesome. Good afternoon, Ma. Uh-huh, good, good, good. Good, 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 good. So these next couple of weeks or so, or however long we're doing this, I really would need you to pay attention, which is why I think I would change the time to do a later a later time but before like i said before i get into anything i must i must congratulate you guys for your soul drive i saw the house yesterday filled with new souls um and even some old souls that have come back um people that i haven't seen in a while and it's been like that for the last 
um, couple of days, couple of weeks even, where we're seeing an influx of new souls. These are the revelations of certain prophecies. When PT says things like thousands will come flooding in, we're beginning to see the expression of that. However, I don't want us to ever get carried away to think that we are doing it right and we are uh, the only fellowship that is so winning right now and doing all these things. We mustn't get carried away, nor should we get comfortable in the euphoria of seeing people in the house. We want the establishment uh, of these lives changed. We want these, um, we want to see that these lives or these deaths or these souls rather come to the resurrected life in Christ. So uh, that will mean that our soul drive begins to intensify and it intensifies um, not only in the area of recalling old souls, but even in your working environments. Now God wants the businesses to take formation. He wants those that are in careers to begin to take formation. And as we do that, naturally souls will begin to gravitate to us. Why? Because every business and every soul or every person that is in this family, in uh, the nation or elite or whatever it may be, You've got to consider yourself to be a life giver. And if you are a life giver, men will draw to you. Men will come to you. We discovered something uh, a few days ago, maybe three days ago, when PT began to say that Satan's attack or his biggest attack is on our resurrection. It's on the resurrected life. So if we can look around us and see what has the Lord began to, what is the Lord trying to resurrect? Satan wants to keep us dead. God is trying to bring a thing alive. So I'm going to speak to you from the place of resurrection today and we'll begin to speak about things like love. We'll speak about all things that PT has been touching on for the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Um, and hopefully we'll get deeper in our understanding and in our knowledge of everything that has been shared with us so that we can go out and begin to fulfill every call and every prophecy that has been put over not only the family, but over the nation and the call of God over a generation. I'm going to do my best to not look at um, comments and stuff today and ask things like, are you with me? Are you here? Are you listening? Are you understand? I'm going to try my best not to do that. And hopefully in the days coming, we'll have a setup where um, it will just be a camera in front and I'll have stuff elsewhere and things like that. But permit me today to take you into scripture. Like I said, I want to speak to you about the resurrected life and a, and a love relationship Jesus had with a particular family. So we're going to start from John chapter 11 and I need you to stay with me this afternoon as I speak very plainly because I'm still going to send you right back into certain words that we've heard over the last 20 days, certain sound clouds um, that will begin to uh, shake and wake up the life-giving spirit that is living on the inside of us. What I don't want us to do or what I would love for us to do in these next couple of days is to make sure we come out of our comfort zone. We don't stay in a place or in a position that's made us comfortable. We begin to go outside or begin to, because of the capacity of our spirit man now, we're able to go out and do beyond our physical capacity because faith has been exercised. 
Can I quickly say something about faith before I go on to scriptures this afternoon? You know, I discuss, you, you see when we say our families are, um, they don't have faith and things like that. And, you know, our parents, they don't have faith for what we can see and stuff like that. You know, the issue that I've even began to see is that, and I will use my mum as an example, it's not that she doesn't have faith. The issue is, is that she has faith in the things that are hoped for. She has faith in the things, in the systems that are already set up. So she's not an unfaithful person. It's just that her faith has been tilted into the things of the world. So she can't see beyond. So when I'm sharing things like, mom, I'm going to be a billionaire. She can't see that because she's looking at the faith that's been apportioned to her and allotted to her in her time. And that portion of faith tells her that she can only be an MBE. That's as far as she's going in life. So she has faith, but she has faith in the things that she can see. Our own faith is in the things that we do not see. Our own faith will tell us that there is an inheritance that is greater than what our forefathers have given or our birth parents have given to us. There's a greater faith in Christ Jesus. And now what he wants us to do is begin to use the vehicle or as, oh, sorry, faith rather as the vehicle uh, that we ride on or the logistic company, as PT put it yesterday, to begin to unveil love. And then we'll understand that in the midst of love, God created all these things so that we can begin to abide in him. That's not even where I'm going this afternoon, but I want you to understand something. You cannot equate your faith. <laughs> I try not to do this, but I'm going to have to do it anyway. I was speaking to a sister of yours yesterday and she was telling me about the things that her mom wants to do to her and do with do for her. And I'm thinking very lovely stuff. You know, mom wants to get me a house. Mom wants to get me a car. And I thought, that's great. That's fantastic. And it's awesome in this realm. But if we've been here in this world and we've got, we've now understood that our faith goes beyond what we can see. So where mom is promising you faith for a house, God is promising you faith for towers and estate. Now we've gone and blinded ourselves by the limitations of what we can see in front of us that we miss what God is actually trying to unveil and reveal to us in a deeper and spiritual realm. So what does he trying to do? what does he try to do so that we can see that he wants to bring us into a resurrected life so that we can begin to see the hope so that we can believe that there is an inheritance there is a new Jerusalem and a city that he has built for us that no eyes have seen no ears of have have heard and nor has it entered the heart of man but he wants our faith man to take us there he wants our faith man to be the vehicle because we understand that love, yeah? Love is in eternity, isn't it? We spoke about this months ago. PT began to speak to us about this months ago. So he says in order for us to get there, we're going to have to travel using the logistic company called Faith to get us there. We haven't even, the reason why I say we must not get carried away with the kind of souls that we're seeing is because this ain't even it, guys. It's not it. Don't be deceived. Don't think you're doing a good job. It's not even that beautiful because if we can really open up our eyes and the eyes of our heart I'm referring to now, our spirit man eyes, you will begin to see that he's giving you worlds of souls. 
more than what you do to hear. This is just a sweet foretaste of what is yet to come. But he knows that we, he wants to know if we've got the capacity to hold on to those things. Now, let me show you a love relationship between Jesus and a family. And it begins to speak about the resurrected life. Permit us this afternoon as we begin to speak and, and do a lot of reading. Um, well, well. We do, it, we do as much reading as possible. I may stop. I may go from place to place. I may do this and go here and go that. But I need you to flow with me this afternoon so that we will have an understanding on one or two things. And the Lord will begin to speak to us um, as he will. Let's read John 11. And let's begin to see the love relationship between Jesus and a particular family. From verse 1. Verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. Mm. He was from Bethany. Where, what translation are you reading? Oh, NIV. NIV is fine, yeah. The village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Okay, guys, let me stop there very quickly. And you might want to jump to Luke chapter 8. Um from verse 36 it said there this it said sorry let me read this again it said this mary whose brother lazarus now lay ill was the same one who poured perfume on the lord and wiped his feet i'm sorry wipe his feet with her hair now i think we've touched on this many times but that pouring of oil on the ground because she would pour it on his feet that would naturally touch the ground i hope you know this was a reflection of her seeded life this was a reflection or this connotes can we use the word connotes her 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 submission to death every time we pour out Every time we give, every time we open up our pockets and say, Lord, I present whatever I have to you is a symbol of our death. This woman was looking for the resurrected life. Now, she didn't know what form that would take, but she trusted in this life that she was seeing. Are you there, Mark? Let's quickly read it. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, mm -hmm. he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Mm -hmm. A woman in that town who had lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. Yeah. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. Mm -hmm. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping. weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she do you know? Do you know, guys? You see, it wasn't even, this woman recognized who Jesus was so much that she, you know, in her weeping, what she could see was a resurrected man. You know, the weeping refer, reminds me, in fact, and I, I'm going to say this boldly, the weeping will remind me of the same weeping that we saw in the Garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus would, you don't need to go there, when Jesus would begin to weep and his own weeping was that we may be, or, or God may do what he did with Adam. This woman was really asking, she didn't know that would be the cry, but ultimately if she attaches herself to this Jesus, then whatever his cry is, whatever his petition or supplication is, she 
she begins to become one with it. I'm, you're going to see the communion very quickly. You're going to see the fellowship in very quickly. You're going to see love soon as we get into the scripture of John 11 a bit more. But she, she ultimately did the same or cried and weep the same weeping that we saw in the garden of Gethsemane. This woman had to pour oil onto the ground. It will have to be the feet because it will be the same place that we will be, or, or us as humanity, and this woman will rise from. I'll, I will explain this better as we get into it. Maybe I'm going ahead of myself. But she would weep and she would pour this oil. She was living a seeded life. Why? Because she wanted an exchange for the resurrected life. I'll keep reading, ma'am. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, mm -hmm. he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, mm. that she is a sinner. Mm. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Mm -hmm. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will, he, will love him more? Mm. Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. Mm. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Yeah. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. Mm -hmm. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. As her great love has shown. How did she get into this love? By her seeded life. I'm not even talking to you about seed. Don't, don't miss it. I want to create a picture to you now. Go back to John 11 and we're going to keep reading for there. I hope we've created a little picture. And as we get into John 11 more, it will get clearer and clearer. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, mm -hmm. was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. If you've got the same Bible as I have, it will put it in commas. Why? Because it wanted to make reference as to why what will happen next will happen. Everything in that comma was the most important part of this John 11 or one of the most crucial parts of this John 11. It had to mention that this woman is the same Mary that poured oil on the feet of Jesus because everything that's about to happen next will be the prerequisite or will be the reason for her pouring this oil. Or will be the, yeah, the reason for her pouring this oil. Go and keep reading, man. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. Yeah. Lord, the one you love is sick. The one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. Yeah. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Yeah. Now Jesus loved Martha. 
and her sister and Lazarus. Who was the sister? It was Mary, right? Her sister, Mary and Lazarus. Yeah. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Mm -hmm. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you. And yet you are going back. Uh-huh. Before we keep reading, he said it stayed there for two more days. Yeah. Why did he stay there for two more days? It's because God, he is time. Or, the, or Jesus in himself, he represented time. And he wanted to reveal the grandness of time. The, the total days, and um, we'll get there as we, as we keep going on. He said he stayed there for two more days. He knew that this guy had died, but he stayed there two more days. Meaning that in time, in, in God's time, there is no time of doing things. There's no order in it, so to speak. Because he is time. Keep reading, Ma, so that this can make more sense to us. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, but for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble. What was Jesus saying there? He was saying, walk by me because he is the light. That's really where I'm trying to get to, actually. He was saying, walk by me because he is the light. And I'm going to tie all these things up. He says, walk by me because he is the light. If you walk by the light, you will not stumble. When you begin to walk by darkness, you will stumble. Keep reading, Mark. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Yeah. But I am going there to wake him up. Yep. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. Mm -hmm. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. Mm -hmm. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. He said, Let us go, so that we may also die with him. What does that mean? What was Jesus saying there? What was he referring to there? What do you mean that they would die? There is a fellowship of the suffering that we all partake of. He want, he was he was telling them that this Lazarus has not died a death of uh, a death of he has gone permanently, but he's now in a state where God can begin to reveal his glory in a resurrected life. The elite family, you know, in fact, some of our businesses, God had to allow, allow certain, certain, some of them to die so that he can be the resurrected life in them. He wanted to reveal his glory in the life of Lazarus, but he reckoned himself, number one, as light. He was trying to show these disciples, trying to show these men around him the magnitude of who he is. He was showing that it was showing to them that he is time. He is light. He is the resurrected life. And he is love because the Bible will begin to tell us here. He says that this Lazarus whom you love. And in order for him to raise Lazarus, he had to become one with him. 
So he said to the disciples, let's, let's go with him so that we may die with him. What was he saying? That we may become one in the fellowship of suffering. This sleep will not turn up to death. It will be for the glory of God. By the end of some of your businesses, all you will need to do at the end of every month is say, um, Carnaby, come forth. The yielding of what Carnaby would yield or what it will birth forth will be because it's gone through the death, the burial and the resurrected life. Lord, help me. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Like I said, a lot of reading today, guys. You will have to really stay with me. Really try your best to stay, stay, stay with me. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. How many days? Four days. I know Pastor Joel will be like, oh, four again. Four days he'd been there. And it was symbolic that he was there for four days, but I'm not trying to get into that right now. But it was four days that he had been there for. It's, now keep reading. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Mm. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Mm. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mm. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Yeah. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Mm. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Mm -hmm. And whoever lives by believing in me will he never said that die. They would live even though they die. Paul would make mention of a scripture, I think in Philippians 1 from verse 21. He would say, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Why would he say that stuff? In order for us to live, it will be Christ. But in, for, for when we die, we die, we, we, we gain because our gaining is that we, we, we have Christ. Do you understand that? So Paul would say, for, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So he will accept the death. Why? Because in his life, he rises up in Christ. Jesus knew exactly what he was trying to show here. And I really want you to pay attention because some of your businesses will resurrect because they have died. And they, when they, they've died, listen, before they have died, it will be because you've lived a seeded life. This Mary lived a seeded life. So the things around you, certain businesses, I don't need to lead myself. I was telling Annabelle yesterday, I have no business in what Zubi is doing. I've just got to make sure that you're in the word. I've got to make sure that the people you have around you, and if it's, if it's Pastor Jennifer that's now on your team, that you're sitting down with her and you're edging yourself into the love of God in order that when the time is right, and if that Zubi should ever die, you will know that it will rise again, but it will rise in Christ because you've lived, number one, a seeded life, and you've understood that this business cannot operate and perform according to my standards, because it's, it's never going to take me that far. If it hasn't been hidden in the life of Christ, it's never going anywhere. 
Mary will pour this seed. <laughs> Mary will pour this seed, will pour this oil sometime back on the ground, symbolizing her death and her resurrection in Christ before Christ has even gone to it. She was looking for the way and she found the way. And Jesus now invited her into the family called love. But Martha was speaking here. Martha full of doubt. A person that had faith in the things that she could see. She would say things like, I know my brother will rise on the resurrected day. Because that's what I've been told. But her faith has not shown her that that resurrected day was coming in, a, in the form of a person. Let's keep reading, Mark. Please. Do you believe this? Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, yeah. the Son of God who is to come into the world. Mm. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. Mm. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. Mm. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly. Okay. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, mm. she fell at his feet and said, Remember the first thing she did when she met Jesus. She went to go and pour at his feet. She remained in that posture and in that place. She stayed there. She was at his feet when she had met him. In other words, what does this mean? She remained in her word. She remained in, the, in what she believed in so much so that when she had seen the Christ for who he is, yeah, when she had seen him, she stayed in the position that she has known him to be or, she, or that she has understood him. And that's to be at his feet. I think Pastor Daniel taught us this a while back. It was a position of worship, the place of worship. In that place is where she began to... Oh, God, I, again, let me not go ahead of myself. Keep reading, Mark. She fell at his she, feet. She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mm. When Jesus saw her weeping, mm. and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, mm. he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Mm. Where have you laid him? Mm. He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Good. Come on. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Mm. So they took away the stone. 
Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you will always, that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Finish there. Finish there. I, I, I needed you to see the resurrected life of a person and how it comes into existence. In fact, over people, in fact, because like I said, when Jesus told his disciples, let's go there so that we so that we may fellowship in this one's death. He was saying this so that they would all come together and understand the death, the burial and resurrection of Christ before it even happened. God was showing them how these things work. If we want to see the beauty lab, Carnaby, um, Innovate, and all these businesses grow to what they need to be, God is still looking for there to be a death in them so that he can live in it. Before God can begin to use a pool and, and, and allow him to take one third of the world, he had to make sure that this guy was blinded. In other words, his blinded, it's blinded meant that he could only see what God, was, what God was allowing him to see at a time. He allowed him to have a death by sight. Why? So that his resurrection in him may be that he would journey and do the things that God has called him to do. I need my seed to be in the ground so that I can rise in him. I need to have fellowship. You know, I don't care so much about how people or what people say about elite or elite is this, elite is, uh, uh, you know, they're this, they're that. You don't worry about that. You've got to worry about our resurrection in Christ, which is constant. We've got to worry about, not even worry, we should concern ourselves about how the things that God has given to us will begin to live according to the nature that God has called our businesses to have and our lives to have. We keep saying this stuff that when people see us, they, may, they must see Christ because that's, where, that's how we live by. That's how they will know that this one has died and risen in him because when they see him, they will see Christ. If we go on to chapters after that, I think chapter 12 will begin to say, you don't need to read it anymore. Chapter 12 will begin to say things like when Lazarus and Jesus, they were at a dinner and it said that the Pharisees plotted not only to kill Jesus, but they now wanted to kill Lazarus. Why? Because of the fellowship, because of the family, the love that Lazarus has now entered himself into. Because why? Jesus and the disciples went to the same death as he did. Or they became one, sorry, in the death of this Lazarus. Before I continue, is what I'm saying making any meaning to you guys? Once you enter the resurrected life, Satan has no power over you. He will try. He will try his best to keep you dead. He will try his best to keep you in a state of death. So what Lazarus, what Martha, in fact, was what Martha was representing was trying to keep what was supposed to resurrect dead. She was, 
in a position where she didn't understand the resurrected life. So you could be, should be careful about the people around you that are, that are, they unknowingly or knowingly are killing the things or keeping dead the things that God is trying to get alive. And they do it in the name of love. They do it in the name of family. God is trying to take you to a new dimension of him. But the fear and doubt and the normalcy of somebody else keeps you in a state of death. Imagine if Martha, the Bible tells us that Martha, whom Jesus loved, and the sister Mary, and Lazarus, meaning that he loved Martha. (laughs) He loved her. But he came on a mission and his mission was to give life. So whatever love he has for Martha moves to the side. He now wants to show her the love in action. He wants to show her that this love that I've come to lavish upon this world is more than feeling. It's more than sentiment. It's more than how you and I think of each other. This love carries purpose. This love carries destination. And what Satan will constantly try and do is make sure that there is a death in everything that we have because he doesn't want the things that God has given to us to come to a resurrected state. Just look at the things around you that you know God has called you to. Look at the things around you that God wants to prosper. You've got to ask, where is the resurrected life in this? You've got to know, number one, you've seeded for it. But Satan would do all he can to keep it dead. He doesn't want you to come to the resurrected life. He doesn't want you to see the light. Because when you get into that light, you will know that you're able to do all things. You'll see that your purpose for all things becomes greater and clearer. This is why the scripture will t- the scripture will begin to make more sense to you now. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. When I die, I gain the understanding of why I live in Christ, and what it means to live in Christ. Everything I do will be according to the Spirit that has been given to me when I resurrected in Christ. So when we look at a sense by CM and an innovate, even things like pleroma, those things, they may look dead to the world. Like, oh, we're not speaking about it or it's not doing what it should be doing. No, it's doing exactly what it's doing because God would, Jesus would take four days. Remember the Bible tells us that a thousand years is like a day to God. It would take Jesus four days for him to get to Lazarus. So in other words, he would do it in his time because he is the God of time. He will do it. But in that time, he wants to see your faith. He wants to know, he wants to know that you're going to remain in the position you, you came when you seeded. He wants to know that you're going to remain in the position of being at his feet when you, when he gets to you, even if he doesn't get to you at the time you expect. This is how we edge ourselves into the love of God. This is how we edge ourselves into the understanding of this love, because it, like we read yesterday, love has its own laws. Are you following what I'm saying, guys? Before I continue, I have to do that just to make sure that I'm in flow with you guys and you are understanding if you're not you've got to say ma can you explain this can you explain that better you've got to do that i'll wait for your comments following but are you understanding also 
Don't, fear, don't be fearful of watching things die, so to speak. Don't be fearful of it. Don't be fearful of watching certain things die. The project, I wanted to go to Ghana and do some madness in Ghana. And I wanted to become this. And it's almost like it's dead. It's almost like it's not happening anymore. Nothing's happening. Nothing's moving. God needed it to be in a position of death. He needed it to be in that state so that he can be the resurrected life. So, so many people walking around, believers in God walking around. Most of them are still in the position of death. And they can speak in tongues. They can They can do all manner of things. But they're in a, in a position of death until they meet the resurrected life. And then that life will bring them to the light. When they enter that light is when God can say that there's a project for a tower. And their faith man, because it's a resurrected man, will begin to see that project and say, I can do that. Not according to my own standard, but because of the spirit that came in this resurrected life, it is able to do, it is able to do it. It's not my own standard, it's not my own falling, but what happens most time is because Satan likes to keep us in a place of death because we can't attach us, not that we can't, or some people have not attached themselves to the resurrected life. They don't know what to do. They think that what they're in is light and it's life, but it's not. But you have this life. You have this light. You've been given the antidote for this resurrected life. Every time you call upon his name, every time you search the scriptures to have life in him is how you resurrect yourself in him. So when you look at your business, even when you see zero pounds coming in, you don't see any customers, you don't see any this, you have faith to know that I know where it's going because I'm in him. This business is in him. In fact, not only is, is it in him, it's taken on the shape of him. What do I want us to do in this next couple of weeks? I want your faith man to develop some of the things that you are hoping for. You don't see it right now. You can't see it. You shouldn't see it. But your faith has got to develop so much. Can a position of dead also be a good thing? Dead to the things of the world. Absolutely. It should be because you see that you see the death, right? The death, right? It's got to completely reject your history. So you, you shouldn't even know the world like that. You can be in it, but you won't be of it. So you will be dead to the things that once happened. You're alive in a new life. So you only see his world. So yes, it is. Death is a good thing. But there's a death that can hold you and a death that can keep you in a position where Satan has hold over you, where you don't rise. So yes, you should be dead to the things of the world. And I hope I'm explaining this well for you to understand. You can be dead to the things of the world, but God still wants you to rise in him. He still wants you to rise in him, 100%. Like I was saying, from what I want to see in the next couple of weeks is your faith man to begin to rise so much so that you won't see the things that you have faith for. But guess what is happening? As you're growing and your faith is developing, you will start attaching yourself to those three strategic relationships without you even realizing. You will, be, you will start knowing more and more who God is calling into your life to either help with your businesses, establish your business or careers or whatever it is that he's calling you to. You will be able to see it clearer and clearer. Build strategic relationships with people. 
That's how you begin to build a love language. And it's not the love of, uh uh-huh. You remember there was a time when PT sat us down and taught us about the four types of love language. Stroji, which is the affectionate love. Um, Philia which is the uh, like French love for friendship and stuff like that. Then the eros, which is the erotica type of love. And then the agape, which is the love of God. You remember he taught us those four types of love. You begin to understand that the love that God wants us to be in is the, is the love that is agape. That is the love of God that leads us into all light and into all truths. Now we're learning our capacity to love more. Love will allow you to see your faith project. Not only will it allow you to see your faith project, you will see it through to the end. Maybe I should touch more on a bit of love or, or, or um, a bit more on love. But I'm conscious that I need you guys to, I, I, I want to be sure that we're together and we understand ourselves. There is a resurrected life that I want you and your businesses and everything that God has called you to, to enter into. Even your seed has a resurrected life. I posted in one of the group chats the other day. I said to you guys, I said, if, if Satan is trying to keep us from this resurrect, is trying to attack our resurrected life, then he would also try to attack our seed because our seed will have life also. He will try his best to attack it because he knows that, you see, what our seed would do, it would do exactly what it did for Mary. You will see see the life of that seed take on the resurrection of the body of a Lazarus. I just hope you're following me, guys. I hope what I'm saying is making sense to you because by this year, you've got to know that everything I have in my hand has first got to die in order for it to have life. There was a time I was telling one of your sisters, stay away from that business. Let it have been, let it have died to you because what you're doing is suffocating it and you're trying, you're fighting. And I was speaking to Pastor Daniel about this yesterday. You're fighting to keep it alive. Mm -mm. It will end up in a death and the kind of death that will not be able to turn into the resurrected life. So you've got to commit it. You've got to hand it over. When this Mary poured her oil, in other words, she poured everything that pertained to her family. That, that money could have been used to do something different for, the, for, for her family. It could have been done for anything. But she poured it signifying and symbolizing her, her submission to this life or this resurrected life. I just really hope. She poured it as her symbol to this resurrected life. So Satan too will try to attack your seed because he knows the life that is in that seed. Many of your businesses will begin to flourish and grow because you've understood the resurrected life, even in your business. So you could be making bags for the last 10 years and it may look like nobody has bought one of your bags, but there is a four day period, whatever that is, because what four days will connote is time where God will say, now it's time for this business to take on the life of blessing other lives. Now people will start purchasing. Now people will start buying. And that time, I believe, is in this year. 
The same thing for Zubi. I told her, I said, Ma, what are your targets? If I was Zubi, do you know what I'd even do? I would go as far to go and sit down with an ME and say, Pastor Michael, right, we're in the fashion business together. What do we do? Because we understand that together, (laughs) the fellowship, what she ends up doing or what she actually does is do like Jesus where he took his disciple to be with Lazarus and die his death. You remember we read that, right? It said that let us go with Lazarus and be with him and die as he died. That may have sounded like sarcasm. It wasn't. It was basically saying, let's become one. What she should do is go and meet a Michael Ekede and say, under the, uh, under the leadership of Pastor Daniel, however it works, and say, bro, I understand that Michael Ekede is growing and we're in fashion together. What can I learn from you? And she won't go to him and say, what can I learn from you? Naturally, as they have communion together, as they have fellowship together, love will begin to teach themselves how both of their business will begin to grow. So no longer will it be a case of the nation only knows a... Uh, um, uh, a ME. They will see Zubi as well because of the fellowship. They will see that these two have died the same type of death. They've both resurrected together in life. Do you understand what I'm saying? You won't think, oh, that's for the HQ people. That's for them. I can't do that with them. What a Chrissy cook should begin to do is begin to speak to who are the cooks in this house? Who are the chefs here? Who are the people that speak? Guess what? There is a fellowship that happens there. And in that fellowship, they edge themselves into a love that, that, that has no boundaries. They begin to see that how they are able now to have a resurrected life. That, uh, when they go and start building businesses or whatever they want to do. Uh-huh. I had thought about this yesterday, my good. You, you'll begin to see that because of their fellowship together, none of them will be lacking. And Annabelle will able, be able to teach an ME. An ME will be able to teach a, a Annabelle and vice versa. And everybody, because of the communion in love. Should we read the first John as we read yesterday? You've got to understand it. You see things. Faith, because it's hidden in your heart, you see that your tomorrow will be great. You just don't know how. And as you keep moving and walking in this faith life, in this, uh, 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 this faith walk or whatever you want to call it, you will know that in, 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 as you develop and understand it and you grow in it more and more, you will locate these relationships. You will locate those relationships that will strategically put you where you need to be. I'm still speaking of this resurrected life. You guys, we need to understand the resurrected life because we won't know how to move forward with many things. Or you will look at a project and you will think it's dead, but actually God is saying that I'm coming in four days. (laughs) In other words, I'm coming in my time. You will look at a project and because people are speaking of somebody else's project, you will think that that is dead. You will think that is rendered void. But God was saying that I'm coming in four days. I'm coming in my time to resurrect the very thing that has been seeded at a time and give it life. But God says through faith, wait on it. 
through faith, develop your character, develop your faith life in me to know that when it's my time to come, when it's my time to visit you and introduce you into this resurrected life, you will know exactly the posture to take when I get there. And that's to remain fell at his feet, constant in the word, in the knowledge of this word. I'm telling you guys, I'm not in the, I don't care about people's behavior anymore. You know, I don't care about how people do or did. I was telling Pastor Daniel last night, I I don't care. I used to be like, let me correct this. Let me correct that. This sister, she's gone against her. She's gone and done the same thing again. But this time she's gone a, a bit deeper. I just said to her, I just said, listen, so far you're in the word. So far you're listening and you're not falling asleep now during the word and you're listening and you're here and you're giving, you will be okay. There will be a four days. (laughs) There will be a time where God will come and resurrect you and character modification and character this, that and the other will not be a thing that I will be having to correct in you based on my own standard. You will just know what to do in him. Otherwise, I'll be killing myself and I'll be killing you. And it won't be the kind of killing that leads to the resurrected life. It will be the kind of killing that will keep you dead. You will stay in the things of the world. Satan would have you. He will have you. It can only be the light of the word. As soon as the light came, Mary recognized it, fell at the feet, remained in a place of worship and reverence because she knew that this resurrected life had come to give life to what we thought or what they thought was dead at a time. It is the resurrected life. Many of these businesses, I repeat it again and again. You will see the resurrected life. Why? Because it had to, you, it had to die to you. It had to die to you so that you don't love it too much. You don't use the love that God has given to you to lavish on the things that can, that can die at a time. Because every business that you have in this house is a vehicle to keep advancing or is a, it's almost like a, a ghetto blaster or an amplifier for, you, for us to keep preaching the gospel. Do you know that? Every business is allow us to keep preaching and teaching. The resources that we get from those business is allow, is allow, should allow us to keep amplifying the message that has been given to us. Let us round up this afternoon. Let's, let's round up and we'll get back in it from tomorrow evening. And I really want us to really, really, really deal with it. Before we even get to it, there's a scripture. I think 1 Corinthians 15 verse 54 where it begins to tell us that in fact, let's read it before we, 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 we round up very quickly. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable. When the perishable has been clothed with the, clothed with the imperishable. And the mortal with immortality. Yes. Then the saying that is written will come true. Yeah. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Go on. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Yeah. Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? When we begin to understand that the imperishable must take on. (laughs) I love what it says there. It said it it must take on. The immortal mustn't take on the immortal. Read it again. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable mm-hmm. and the mortal with immortality. It said it's been clothed. So M- Mary's seed now, which was the perishable, was now clothed with what was, it, with, with what was the imperishable. What is the imperishable? It is Christ. 
him crucified, him resurrected in the things that you have. Please, I pray you understand what I'm saying this afternoon because it will really, really help your businesses. It will help everything that we have our hands on. We won't look at projects as failed projects anymore. We won't look at things like, oh, it didn't work because God didn't want it to work. No, you didn't know that there was four days. There was a time that God was coming to revive that business, that God was coming to bring it into its resurrected life, that God wanted to take it from a state of nothing into something but it had to be clothed it has to take on a formation in the position of death you will not understand love in the position of death you will not understand some of the things that are being preached to you you will hear it and it will be like "Mm, powerful word life-changing word but in the resurrected life you will understand love love is not a mushy cushy emotion Love is what brings us into eternity. Love is what will establish a carnaby. It will establish a all these businesses. It will even establish a Pastor Nikki as her tongue begins to get clearer and clearer to you in time. But I've got to come to the resurrected life too, as we all do. This is why our unity is so important right now, family. And I love the soul drive. I love what's happening. It's great and it's good and it's all these things. But we must not lose because even in that, Satan is still lurking. He's still looking around and saying, where can I keep them dead? Where can I keep them under the sub... uh, where, Where can I keep them subjected to the laws of this earth? For us to live and remain in Christ, we've got to constantly look and say... (laughs) <laughs> to ourselves, have I resurrected in him? Do I understand this life and nature and what I'm expected to do in him now? Am I living as Christ? As, am I moving and breathing and doing all these things according to or the way he also did? We've got to ask ourselves these questions. Let's finish with this first John very quickly. I think from verse 8 is where we need to go. Let no debt remain outstanding. Accept the continuing debt to love one another. Yes. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Mm. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Mm Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. I think we're going to touch on this tomorrow because I don't want to overload you. I want us to stay in the fort of this resurrected life and then we will continue more and more. And it will get clearer and clearer as we keep speaking to ourselves. What Pastor Nikki is saying, what PT has been saying, what the word has been saying. And then also in your little carcasses, in your houses, from the state house all the way to the house of family, you must spend time with the word together, dissecting it. So it makes meaning to you. So that the light of this word becomes more transparent, more obvious. I don't want us to just be regarded as the fellowship that has fun or just has a vibe. I want us to have the efficacy of the word, the understanding of this word that takes us into a new dimension an expression of everything that we have been called to that pertains to the life of Christ in us that's where I need us to be 
That's where I really need us to be. That's where I need us to be and I need our focus to be going forward. So we've got a lot of work to go through, essentially, a lot of work to go through. And every day, I hope you are going back, you're picking up one of those sound clouds and you're eating it. Even if you decide for the whole year that you're going to just stay on one word. My own word for last year that I stayed on was strength. I listen to that SoundCloud every day. Once a day, I listen to it. And it's kept me thus far. It's keeping me seeing. I was having a conversation with Pastor Daniel yesterday. And I was saying that, oh, it feels like it's my retirement year. I'm going to meet with PT at some point, And I'm going to, if he says, okay, it's now time to hand over. And da 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 I was speaking, speaking. In my hearts of hearts, I knew what I was saying was just jamboree. But I knew in my spirit that I'm not going to leave, ma. How do you build strategic relationships? How do you discern which is correct? It's by your positioning, ma. That one of the ways would be by your positioning. When you decide, number one, very good question, ma. When you decide, number one, to constantly yield to the word, you will be so surprised that those relationships will come to you. The positioning that I'm referring to is number one. It sounds so simple, but it has to be as simple as this. Your positioning, number one, is your remaining in the word. When you are too busy, too busy to the point when you can't hear your spirit man saying that there is somebody standing over there that can help you in your gate or help you in your field of this, that and the other, then you will miss it. Leadership will help you get your, your, um, your connections as well. And I'll give you an example in scripture. Ruth was about, Ruth was with, um, with Naomi. She was with Naomi. And you heard, you, you, you know the story of Ruth and Ruth and how she had, was with Naomi's son and this, that, and the other. Ruth was so busy wording. She was so busy loving Naomi's God that a Boaz was there. She didn't even recognize he was there. It was Naomi that had to tell her, hey, sis. This brother is here watching. You won't even see sometimes. You, you, you could almost miss it so, um, sometimes when you're so worded. Even Mary was so worded that it had to be Martha that will say, hey, Jesus is here, you know. But he's here and he's coming and he's coming for you. <laughs> so it's your positioning that will allow you to get into the strategic relationships. How do we bring it into a normal everyday environment? Because some of us, what we'll end up doing is try to contact people on social media. Oh, hi, can I? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Until Christ is fully formed, those people will have to find you. They will have to come to you. They will find you and locate you because you've remained number one in the place of the word. And it says all things belong to him, meaning if all things belong to him, they also belong to you. Those relationships will come. And what our job is to do is not to logically work it out or logically try to make it happen. Or it must be so-and-so. Everyone that comes now is like, is it him? Is it she? Is it her? No, your spirit will discern who it is. Why? Because you have fellowship with your spirit. All you need to do is remain in the position that is rested. When that person does come, you will know that's one of the three. You will know. You will know. Same way as a man would know, that's my wife. Same way Adam knew Eve or Isha, whoever, that's my wife. You will know. But what did he have to do to know this? Remain positioned in the garden. You positioned in your word. Did you get that, Mark? Because I know in our heads we're looking for some, okay, he's going to come riding on a cloud and he's going to jump through ceilings and he's going to somersault and then I'm going to know that's the one. The one may even be sitting right next to you. The one may be sitting right next to you and you've missed it because 
isn't that just sister so-and-so? <laughs> and God was saying, that is the vehicle I needed you to use as one of your strategic relationships. How would you not know that? Because of the lack of fellowship with your spirit. You ha we have a lot of fellowship with social media, a lot of fellowship with films, a lot of fellowship with things that take us away from the fellowship that will allow us to discern who is who and what is needed in our lives. Spend more time fellowshipping with your spirit, man, and he will show you who you need to take you into the next phase of your journey. Imagine who would have known, who would have known that some of us would be the reason why a PT can get to his next phase of journey. Who would have known that, 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 uh, uh, whoever, some, for some of you, that that's my next phase, unless it's revealed by the spirit. So good question, Mark. Are there any other questions before I even begin to round up? I pray you've been able to take one or two things. Sorry, it's not exciting word because when you teach, it's not, it's different to preaching. Preaching is the excitement and the euphoria and the boom, boom and the things that will catch you. And amen, yes, mm, ah, mm, mm, mm. when it's teaching, it's more, it will come across boring. Mm -hmm. It will come across boring. But the Bible would tell us to be teachable. Yeah, it would tell us to sit down and learn the word, study yourself, to show yourself approved. Have you taken one or two things from this afternoon? Like I said, with your businesses now, I need you to move strategically with them. For some of you, for Minister, uh, for Minister Misha, it may mean now that you start looking at who are the people in the nation family that are um, doing things with like presenting or who are the people that are doing uh, whatever you're doing and having conversations with them. They may not be your free strategic people, but they are just the people you have fellowship with. Just like I gave the example with um, Minister Annabelle going to speak to Michael Ekede, it doesn't even look natural that these two um, should even speak. But should they speak and should they have um, fellowship with one another? You never know what can be birthed from that. You never know. But you've got you've to now go out your box, go and speak with people, go and build relationships, faith-based relationships. Don't make us a clique or elite a clique that we're our own type and our own this. No, no, no. We have a greater family that is the nation family. So you can go out and build relationships with people. Speak with everybody if you need to, those that need to be spoken to. See how you can grow and develop the skills that you have. Don't think we have it all here. We don't. We still need to know more. Whether that be on an earthly realm. So like I gave you the example that Michael Ekede and Pastor Daniel may know more in the area of fashion that will help a Zubi. Then she's got to sit down and be patient enough to learn it and know it and fellowship with it. And they will all each grow and they will grow in love together. The expression of that is that they will end up fulfilling what the law has for them. I think I'm going to leave it there. Have you taken one or two things from today? Because I'm going to be speaking every day. So you're going to have to get used to my tone, used to my um, tenor, my uh, flow and um, stuff going forward. Hopefully we can get into more, some more exciting stuff from the courses of the day. You need to speak to me, guys, because you're quiet now. You need to speak to me. Pick up your sound clouds, pick up the word, eat the word so it makes meaning to you. Thank you, Minister Misha. Spend time. I know today is Minister Hannah's birthday, so I know all the girls are running around. 
doing all things but this is priority first um this is priority this is this is priority so she's sitting here now um and stuff like that so happy birthday to minister hannah indeed happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday and i've prayed a prayer over her and i pray that the lord will establish it keep it let it flow in her and i also want you to also keep praying um for me and the leadership of our house that we will keep um in the flow of sound word um that we will not fall away from everything that's been fed us every time i speak to you it will not be nikki speaking but christ in me um, and because of the word that we have heard because of the words that we have heard okay guys i'm going to leave you to it and we'll be back tomorrow Please, like I said, in your little carcasses, in your houses, from the state house all the way to wherever it needs to be, please spend time in the word together. Fill each other up so that whenever we come on and we're speaking like this, we understand ourselves. We know what we're saying. We're filled up um, and we're living the life of the word. Amen. May the Lord bless us all. May he keep us, strengthen us um, and build in us yeah it's building time for each and every one of us it really truly is building time and everything that we've been working on will be will come to where it needs to come to um in its time in jesus name so let's put our hands on the plow let's be working together there's loads of projects that will come up and i'll be sharing with you um in the next coming of days but for now, I'm going to leave you to it and I shall see you tomorrow. May the Lord bless you and keep you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Bye-bye.